Good morning. It's Iowemala, and it's a rainy Friday morning here in Crystal Lake, outside of Chicago. So, I have um, a lot of squirrels out in the wet, drippy, wet morning looking for the food I've put out. And more than ever before, so many of them have come right up to the patio door that I'm sitting next to. Uh, and I can't, it's, I don't know, they're very curious today. I think they're trying to tell me different drier spots where I can put their food. So I've located those and they're still coming to the door. They're just curious today, I think, but still hungry. The rain doesn't stop that at all. So if I if I look distracted at all, it's because it's probably because a squirrel is climbing on the screen or something. Be asking for even more attention. So I wanted to share something today, again from Pema Children's book, Welcoming the Unwelcome. Our next class is Monday, our book group. Um, and this one, I thought it might be a good uh, topic. There's a whole chapter in the book, and I'm only going to read part, just a few pages of this. Um, Welcoming the Unwelcome with Laughter. So it's about humor. And sometimes, I think, maybe in our political climate or just this uh, COVID fatigue that we're all feeling and the uncertainty of the future, it's really easy to forget about a sense of humor. Or we may feel guilty if we are trying to uh, have a sense of humor. We don't want that either. So there I think this is uh, Pema Chodron writes about this in a, 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 posi a, a really good way. Welcoming the unwelcome with laughter. Humor lightens up the spiritual path and prevents it from becoming a drag. It gives us the openness to go deeper into the teachings rather than become fixated on what we think they mean. Some years ago, I was staying with my son, Edward, and his family. I was in their dining room and realized I had misplaced my water bottle. As my friends and family will tell you, I tend to fret and obsess over the tiniest things. So I started searching everywhere like a little mouse. Is it under here? Is it under here? Is it on top of this? Is it inside this bag? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I think I left it at the mall. Could we call the mall? <laughs> My son had just read his first Buddhist book because his daughter had given it to him. Observing my neurotic behavior, which I wasn't really conscious of, he took the opportunity to poke fun at his Buddhist nun mother. I'm familiar with that. He said to his son, Pete, who was then around 12, see what grandma's doing there? She's suffering. And you know why she's suffering, Pete? Because she's attached to that water bottle. If she just gave up her attachment to the water bottle, she would not be suffering anymore. I said, Pete, your father sure got that right. My son's humor cut right through my habit in a powerful way. I stopped fretting right there. 
I said, you know, who cares if I ever find that water bottle? I want to work with this pattern of fretting. And everyone in the family said, yay. Even now, <clears throat> when I start obsessing over something, I often remember this incident. Having a good laugh at myself helps me to drop it. All of my teachers have had a great sense of humor and have valued humor as an important part of the spiritual path. It is a key part of being friendly to ourselves. Many of us go through our days haunted by our imperfection. We think there's something fundamentally wrong with us. Some people react to this feeling by making themselves busy all the time, rushing around frantically with a high level of stress. Some dull themselves with substance, substances and other forms of escape. Some simply become very dour. But all these are ways of escaping the dreadful feeling that we are somehow not okay. When we laugh at ourselves, on the other hand, all our terrible flaws become less solid and less serious. I have a friend who sometimes sends me humorous cards with spiritual themes. One of them shows an angry bald man in Buddhist monk's robes throttling another Buddhist monk. The caption says, having an un-Buddha-like moment? Another shows a woman sitting in the half-lotus position and has the caption, here I sit, totally evolved, and at one with all life, compassionately not judging stupid people. These are thoughts no proper Buddhist should think. It seems very un-Buddha to secretly rejoice when your friend fails, or to fish for compliments, or to be obsessed about a water bottle. We may feel like we're the only ones among our spiritual companions who feel arrogant or lustful or pessimistic. Jarvis Masters told me he doesn't like it when chaplains and other helpers, Buddhist or not, come into the prison with big smiles on their faces and preach about virtue and ethics and always looking on the bright side. He said, I start to feel, am I the only one having a bad thought here? But having these bad thoughts gives us the perfect occasion to laugh at ourselves, even when we make sincere aspirations every day to wake up for the benefit of all sentient beings Countless habitual thoughts can still arise in our minds. The truth is that almost all of us could be the subject of our own book of un-Buddha cartoons. But without humor, it will be hard to have enough patience and resilience to face the steady stream of painful and incriminating thoughts and feelings that come up. We will feel like we're surrounded by enemies, our petty desires, our unexpected prejudices, our constant complaining. Instead, if we take ourselves less seriously, we can view these unwelcome mental arisings as old friends. If you find yourself obsessing over a water bottle, you can think, oh, there you are again, my old familiar friend neurotic fretting. 
Being able to laugh at ourselves connects us with our humanness. This in turn helps us connect and have empathy with other people. We realize how all of us are fundamentally equal. We all have our natural goodness as well as plenty of bothersome and neurotic habits. If we scorn and criticize ourselves for our weaknesses, we'll inevitably scorn and criticize others. But if we appreciate ourselves just as we are, without judgment, it will be that much easier to do the same in regard to others. Then it will be natural to want the best for others and to work to wake up on their behalf. For this reason, human is considered to be one of the indispensable qualities of the spiritual path. Humor lightens up the spiritual path and prevents it from becoming a drag. It gives us the openness to go deeper into the teachings rather than become fixated on what we think they mean. For instance, Buddhist teachers often warn us about wasting time. There are many contemplations about how rare and precious it is to have a human life with the opportunity to practice the Dhamma. But if you approach this topic without a sense of humor, you'll probably find yourself tortured by the fact that you regularly blow it. You may go to a party and be so uptight about maintaining your mindfulness that you're actually closed off to the people around you. You're so serious about not being frivolous that you start to look down on other people. The key to not wasting your life is to find a balance that includes humor. Carefully applying yourself on the spot when you start getting emotionally reactive, but maintaining a sense of lightness and playfulness. The Buddha famously advised that one should always try to be not too tight and not too loose. It takes a certain flexibility of mind to navigate the various situations in our lives without falling into either of these extremes. The key ingredient is that flexibility in that flexibility is humor. Having a sense of humor implies that you're open to how things spontaneously occur. You don't have such fixed notions of how it all has to go and how you have to be. In fact, what's often most hilarious when you're trying to make things go one way or the other and they end up going in a totally one direction, like you're trying to paint your room beige and it turns out pink. So I think these days, with the kind of polarization we see in the country and with uh, elections coming up, people are a lot of people are under stress about all of that and uh, have a lot of worry and concern and just we're just finding ourselves at odds with so many things. Humor is so important. <clears throat> it's um, it's important. You know, one thing I learned because. I used to love sarcasm, was sarcasm isn't a good form of humor, and and sarcasm is mean. So I think there are some ways some people like to say they're, they're humorous, but it's really sarcasm. And then when someone's hurt by it, 
it's easy to say, well, I was just joking. But that that's one thing I learned. We have to be, it's, it, we have to be careful with humor just because we don't want to be hurting people. We don't want to use humor as a passive-aggressive way of uh, trying to say something. But humor is is a way to be lighthearted and exactly what Pema Chodron's talking about. Um, I know if I didn't have a sense of humor, I wouldn't be able to do this live stream video on Facebook because uh, if you've if you've watched them, you've seen me make mistakes. You've seen me kind of stop, like I often do, to double check that I've adjusted the settings. Okay, on Sunday, you know the face face. I couldn't turn it off, and so finally, I just had to after after several seconds of it running, uh, even after I stopped the group, I had to just turn my phone off completely, shut it down because it wouldn't turn off, uh, you know, it freezes up, and then I have to watch it to kind of check it out afterwards, and I have to watch myself, which is something that's that used to be really difficult for me to be able to do. And I think it's only having a sense of humor that I've been able to, to do this at all. And letting go of, uh, letting go of, having expectations of myself to be sort of profound and brilliant and uh, totally clear speaking and just let it go. When I first started doing this uh, live, and I know it's on YouTube now with the Blue Lotus Temple things, but when I first started it, it was early in the pandemic, just about three weeks in, and what I, what I, my, my feeling was very powerful and strong that we are missing that face-to-face contact with each other. All of us are. And so instead of just having a, a podcast, it, I felt it was important to, to be able to uh, show my face, you know, to be, to be a person, to be real that way. And it would have been so much easier to not have to do that but it felt like it's as part of my own practice and as a part of uh, helping other people in some way, letting it be that we could have some kind of exchange of just, um, you can see my face while I'm talking and the people who do respond or, uh, you know, I can see names. Sometimes I don't know who the people are, but I'll notice a name that I see quite frequently and others are people that I've known for a long time. So it's, it, I felt that was important during the, during this entire period of the uh, isolation we've been, we've been feeling. But if I didn't have a sense of humor, I would have stopped after the first week because sometimes it's painful, you know, to sit and watch yourself. <laughs> so, uh, I, I feel like it's been it's been good for me because it certainly helped me get over some of that, get over myself, right? So, uh, I, I and I I always feel grateful that my uh, family, my uh, brothers, and my mom and dad all I think they had uh, my mom could be pretty much a 
often self-righteous or not so much anymore, but she could be pretty self-righteous. And then she would, then she would bust out with something that was so funny or she would, you know, would be able to laugh at a joke that one of us kids told that was probably kind of stupid or really silly. But uh, I can remember her humor breaking through some of the times that she was being kind of uptight and how delightful it was to see her just get so tickled about something. And, uh, and I felt, I feel really fortunate that my, uh, my two kids are, are so funny and we enjoy, we have so, so much fun just, I don't know, being, being humorous with each other, doing silly things together. So those are blessings in my life. And, uh, my brothers are funny. My nephews and nieces are funny. And my, uh, on both sides, on my ex-husband's side and on, uh, and on my side, I feel like humor has been an abundant gift and it's uh, gotten us through a lot of situations. And we're always thinking of uh, if there's something that we see that's really funny, who it might really appeal to in the family. So that's uh, those are precious things to me. And both of my brothers have always enjoyed uh, sending me jokes and sending me things about uh, Buddhist Buddhist monks, and uh, it's they they've responded to me being a nun with humor more than anything, and sometimes real curiosity and interest. Uh, but the humor is what probably uh, makes it makes it work for for all of us. So humor is humor is our friend, right? But just be sure it's it's not mean humor. And it's not at someone else's advantage. Sarcasm is something that a lot of, I learned this long ago. Sarcasm is something that a lot of people don't, don't get. And it typically is, I think, because it, it's not, it's meant to be cruel to people. It's not really meant just to be funny. So, um, humor is like right speech and right action. You know, we have to be careful that we're not just, covering up uh, being mean, but humor is, humor can mean everything. So lighten up, not too tight, not too loose. Think of, uh, think of not, not, uh, things can be, things can be extremely serious and fearful in this world we're living in any time, but especially right now. And we know that in Illinois, we're starting to see things needing to close down again, but there's more, uh, it's more stressful for, for people, and so there's more uh, resistance to it. But as serious as things get, try to keep your heart light. That's why we always talk about opening our hearts and opening it let's go of that constriction it's not too loose it's not too tight we want to keep that openness in the way we think and the way we feel and uh it's like letting the sunshine in letting the light in and just letting that feeling of 
relaxing into our lives. It doesn't it 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 doesn't mean that we're not uh, learning and growing. Relaxing is is absolutely allowing us to do that because we're relaxing our boundaries, our tightness, and we're opening up to more things that are possible and more uh, makes it easier to listen to others, makes it easier to have a have a dialogue rather than an argument. And sometimes uh, when we can be better listeners, that's one of the best ways we can learn to be more open. So uh, have a beautiful weekend. It's going to be kind of cold and gray and rainy here, but that makes it kind of cozy to read a good book or to stay inside and uh, maybe make do make some wonderful soup and share that with your family or with your neighbors. So be happy. Read some jokes. The Unitarians have a wonderful uh, Facebook group that if you want if you want non-dual humor, the Unitarians have have some of the best. Okay, so this is it for this morning. I'll see you on Sunday. And uh, I want you to laugh at something today, find joy in something silly or funny, and uh, share it with someone. Thank you for being part of my practice.